Okay, we're learning Dalit. We're starting from the Mishnah, two lines down. So we've been speaking about scenarios where a husband has been made for her, his wife's Nidarim when she was in Azira after she became Tame. We spoke about those scenarios, what happens to those couple. So now we're talking about the scenario where a husband is being made for the Nidarim that his wife made, including her Naziras, and she was a regular Tahara and Nazira, everything was good. A regular Tahara Nazir at the end of the term brings a Chatas, an Ola, and a Shlom. So the Mishnah says, A woman makes herself a Nazir. She already set her aside. She was already maktish her karbanos. And then her husband revokes the vow. So now what becomes of the karban? That's the question. What do we do with the karbanos when, they're long, no long, when she's no longer in Nazira, but she already was maktish them? So the first thing the Mishnah says is, If she used his animals, we're going to talk about that in the Gemara. What's the scenario where she's allowed to use his animals? Why, why, why is she using his animals for the Karbanos? They belong to him. But if the scenario was that the animals were his, so then so then they just go out and they graze in the flock, meaning they completely revert to being non-Kadosh. The, the whole Kedusha was only assuming that they'd be brought as Karbanos because the, here the issue is that they belong to the husband. And even though the husband is giving them to the wife on some level for her Karbanos, he gives them only... If they're necessary. So it's like a caveat. It's a condition that qualifies under what terms does he provide her with the asset, with the animal to use. If she will need it as a carbon, then he provides it. But if for whatever reason she won't need it as a carbon, so then there's no reason for him to provide it. So therefore, if there's no reason for him to provide it, so it's his animal, so there's no way that she's maktish his animal. So it's a very interesting scenario. If she does need it, then she has a right to be maktish his animal and use it as a carbon and bring it. But if she doesn't need it, then it turns out that she has no right to be maktish it and use it as a carbon. So then in Hagufa, what happens is, is that it refers back to being completely non-sacred. It's almost like it was like a, uh, a caveat in the original hectish when she was using his animal to make it holy. It was only in, this, in the possibility that she would follow through and need a carbon. But if she wouldn't need a carbon, so then uh, she wasn't able to be maktish it at all. What about Vimshalaisabema? What if the animal was hers? So here there's no issue of the ownership of the, of, of the animal. Here it belongs to her. So if it belongs to her, so the hectic is 100% chal. So now that she doesn't need it, what happens to it? Chatas Thomas. The animal that was set aside to be a chatas, remember three animals, Ola, chatas, shlamin. The chatas one is left to die. That's generally the halacha. A chatas that doesn't need to be offered for different reasons why a chatas may not need to be offered. But one of them is that uh, like something like here, just the atonement is not necessary. Like a case like this, where the Naziris was terminated, so it's left to die. And that's how Allah Moshe Mizina, that the chatos, the five chatos, there are five different scenarios of a chatos, which is not needed, which is left to die. For Ola to grab Ola. The animal that was set aside as an Ola is, is, is offered, but it's offered as just like a, you know, a voluntary carbon Ola. An Ola is a type of carbon that you can bring on a voluntary basis. So even though it was designated, this particular Ola was designated for the for the Nazir, for the Nazira, but now that her, her Nazir is terminated, it's just brought Islam as a donated voluntary Ola. Now, what about the Shlomim? Now, this is a little bit complicated. Why? Because on the one hand, the Shlomim is a regular donated carbon. You can donate a regular Shlomim and there's no issue whatsoever. So why don't you just bring it voluntarily the same way you brought the Ola? The reason why it's not so simple is because there are differences in the Shlomim that a Nazir brings and a Shlomim that a regular volunteer brings. What, what's the differences? First of all, the time frame that you have by which to eat it. A regular Shlomim is eating the Shneim and Belaylachad. You have two days to eat it. The Shalmi Nazir, the Shalmi that a Nazir brings is only, is only eaten for one day. Another distinction is the bread. When a Nazir brings a Shlamim, 
It's accompanied by 20 loaves of bread, different types of bread, which is brought. We'll learn about that further in the Mesechta. Right? When, when a regular person brings a shlamim, there's no bread at all. There's a karbatoda which has a bread, but a regular shlamim doesn't have any bread. So what, what's going to happen to this shlamim? So the Mishnah says shlamim to grab shlamim. The shlamim is, is brought as a regular voluntary shlamim. However, in a certain way, it's like the Shami Nazar Nechonli Yom Echad. It is only in for one day as opposed to two days, meaning it follows the Nazar Shlomim that's only in for one day. And Tun and Lachman does not require the breads that usually go with the Nazar Shlomim. So it's hard to understand. Is it a Nazar Shlomim or is it a regular Shlomim? How do, which one is it? Why? It doesn't require bread, so it's obviously voluntary Shlomim. So why does it only in for one day? So it seems that most of the Rishonim seem to understand that it was just a Chumar Med that with the Rabbanon, they were machmer to finish it by the first day and not eat it the second day because originally it was consecrated al Shami Nazar. But essentially, there's no problem for it to be eaten for two days because it's real hakrava. The way that it's being offered is as a regular voluntary shlaman. That's the Pashup shot. However, it seems that many, some of the Rishonim may have more of a complicated perspective on this. That is kind of like both at the same time. Really, it's Shame Kodesh. It's, it's name, it's, it's, it's state of Kedusha as a Shami Nazar. Um, it, really, it really does remain like that. Just the Shami Nazar itself can be brought in a voluntary way without having bread. Um, when, the, when it's not necessary for the, for the Nazar himself. Okay, so that's a little bit of a complexity. But either way, bottom line is, the point of the mission is when the Karbanos are not, ne- are not needed because the husband revoked the vow, what do we do with them? Chathos is left to die. That's Allah of the You don't need to bring his left to die. Ola is just brought voluntary. Ola, Shlomim is brought as a voluntary Shlomim, but Lamaisa with the restriction that it's only in for one day, like a Shalmei Nazar. Continues the Mishnah. That's all if there were animals which were, which, were, which were designated. What if money was specified? Sometimes a person can be makdish money and they'll say, these pile of coins are going to be used to buy an ola, karman ola, or karman shlam, or karman chatas. So what happens if it was money? So first of all, we say like this, if they were funds that had no specification, they were sasam, they were closed. So what does that mean? It means the person said, these pile of coins, from here I will bring my karbanos of nazir. They didn't specify which coins will be the khatas, which coins will go to Ola, and which coins will go to Shlamim. They just said, from these pile of coins, it will go towards my karbanos. So it's interesting, because we don't know which coins will go to what. So here, what's the halacha if the naziris becomes revoked? Yiblulunadava. The Mishnah says a fascinating halacha. All the money goes to a specific fund called the Fund of Nedava. What's the Fund of Nedava? So the Mizbeach is always meant to be used. There's an idea that it's beautiful that the Mizbeach is never without usage. So what happens if nobody's bringing a carbon? So the Beis Hamikdash had a communal fund. They were called Ketzah Mizbeach, like the, um, like almost like you call it, like the dessert of the Mizbeach. That in order for it all to be used, there were communal olos, which were offered on the Mizbeach, but it wasn't in use. So you have to have a fund for that, right? So the fund was, part of it was supplied from these things. Like if there were these moestumim, there's no need for these monies anymore. And they're not even chatas money, ola money, and shlamim money because they're their own type. They're just moestumim. They have the future potential that from here will come the karbanos nazir, but the person didn't even specify in here is the ola, shlamim, and chatas. He just said, these are from here, I'll bring the karbanos. So these are unique halacha that they go towards the communal karban olas. And we're going to learn tomorrow this is not a svara, this is not an intuitive halacha at all. That most do in the it's a halacha of That the most do from a nazir, when the nazir designated money from for his karbanos, he didn't specify for what to what. And then the, the, the naziris is terminated, and then all the money, the unspecified money, goes for this new fund of nadava. However, Mo'os Mufurash, and let's say it was specified money, meaning she took a specific few coins and said, This is my khata. She took a coins and said, this is my ola, and she took coins and she said, these are for my shlamim. So then, every, everything in the money follows what would be if it would be an animal. The me'achatas, the money for the chatas, they go and get destroyed. They're thrown into the Dead Sea, meaning 
to say just as the chatas, where the naziris is terminated, is left to die. So the money designated for the chatas is also left to die. How do, what do I do with it? You throw it into the sea. You're not meant to benefit from it, but there's no mi'ila. Mi'ila is when you designate for something that's only to be used by the Beis HaMikdash, right? In a whole Kachi Hashem, not just any type of thing, but something which is the holiest of the holy, the Kachi Hashem. If you benefit from it, there's mi'ila. So here, there might not should be that it's Kodesh until you throw it away. It's Kodesh, and therefore you shouldn't benefit, but there's no mi'ila, even though Achatas has a mi'ila, but that's all before it's designated to die. Once it's designated to die, there's not going to be me'ila anymore. It's no longer only to be used. So that's the same thing that's going to be happening here to the money. Once the money, once the Naziris is terminated, there's not going to be me'ila on the money anymore. What's unique about me'ila is that when you benefit, you have to bring a special carbon at an extra fifth to the, to, when you pay back the base of Mekdash. To me ola, when it comes to the money of the ola, if you ola, it should be used to buy a regular voluntary ola. There will be me'ila because a carbon ola is kache Hashem. And we say that the money designated for the Ola is, is like the status of a carbon Ola. So therefore, there will be Me'ila from the money designated for the Ola. What about the Me'ishlamim? If you Shlamim, you should bring a voluntary Shlamim. Like we said, that's the unique thing. That it's, going to, it's only going to be eaten for one day, but it will not require bread. So the, the money of the Shlamim will be used as Shlamim. What about Me'ila? The Mishra doesn't say anything about Me'ila in this case. The reason is, is because you never have me'ila on a shlom. Shlom is called kachim kalim. Kachim kalim are not kachim Hashem until after the part, the part that goes on the mizbeach, only after this rika gets the status of something that you have me'ila. But just on the animal itself is not. Shlomim is a lighter type of kedusha. The bailim eats from the carbon shlomim. Therefore, it's not kachim Hashem. And that's why here the mission does not mention that it would have me'ila. Okay, very good. So now, the Mishnah, the first thing that we have to analyze is that the Mishnah said when the wife consecrated her, her, her animals, thinking she was going to bring them, and then the husband terminated, the first thing we have to figure out is were they his animals or were they her animals? If they were his animals, then automatically they just go to Hulin because she had no right to use it if she didn't to consecrate them if she, if she wasn't going to use them. So first of all, the Gemara tries to figure out. It sounds like the husband doesn't have an obligation to provide his wife with carbonos. It's like, oh, he was just letting her use it if she would need it. So the Gemara says, Man Who's the town of our Mishnah who holds that the husband's not obligated to provide her with sacrifices? Meaning, it sounds like that way from our Mishnah, because we're saying the husband let her do it, but only if she would need it. So it sounds like he's not doesn't really owe that to her. If a wife is entitled to use her, her, her husband's animals when she has a chiv karvan, so then the hector should be ha. So the Gemara says, Amar Chista, Rabbani, we're going like the Rabbani, if you would be the town of Rabbita, my taste of Terbeater, why would it go out and graze in the flock? It's Gulun, Amar He was obligated to supply her with them, so therefore it should be considered hers. So the Gemara clarifies what is this machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbani, the Tanya, and the Raisa. Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Rabbi Yehuda says, Adamiri, Karban, Asher, Al Isho. A person has to bring a wealthy person's sacrifice for his wife, meaning if his wife is chai of a carbon, which are olaviorid, that depends on, on, your, on how much money you have. You bring different things, either flower or bird or, or animal. So a husband who has money, he has to supply his wife with, with an animal. So too, he has to supply with all the carbonos that she owes. Where do we get this? Why does a husband have to supply his wife with the animal? Look at the ksuba. He writes when he's talking about the mortgage and his property towards, towards the ksuba. It says it's proper for any claim that you have upon me, even those from before now even. He's, he's responsible for all of, all, of, all of his wife's obligation. So that includes the chiyuv of carbonos. So according to Rabbi Yudah, that's part of the chiyuv ksuba that a husband has to supply. So again, like Rabbi Yudah, the husband has to supply it. So then even if it turns out that the wife doesn't need it, the hektish was still chal. It's as if it was her animal. So it just wasn't her animal, the hektish doesn't go away, even if it was his animal. But since he had, he had a sheba, he was obligated 
to supply her with those animals, and then the hector should stay. Must be our mission is the Rabbanon. In the Rabbanon's opinion, there is no such chiyav. It must be the husband which is letting him allowing her to use his animal. If he was just voluntarily allowing her to use his animal, then we can say the assumption is he only let her do it if she would need it. In the, in, in the, in the, in the eventual outcome that she would not need it, he never allowed her to use it, and that's why it goes out and grazes Lachulit. You could even say the Mishnah is like Rabbi that the husband is obligated to supply her with Karbanas. However, we could say that there's a limitation to the Sheba. Even when you're obligated, it's only if and eventually she needs it. But If it's not something that eventually she'll need, then there was never any obligation. So basically, the point we're saying is that if the husband is revoking the Nazir so she doesn't need it, so basically, the right she had, she never really had a right to consecrate it. It's very interesting because we're not saying it's retroactive. Remember, we came out when the husband is made for Nadar, was only made for Mikano Lahaba. But we're saying it's like a built-in limitation to the Sheba from the outset. Yes, I have a Sheba to supply with the Karbanas, but only the Karbana for, for the Karbanas that you, eventually, that, in the, that you eventually need to bring. So if you consecrate an animal and you don't eventually need to bring it, then you never really had a Sheba on that animal, which is a fascinating thing. Therefore, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, we're saying in the, in the eventual outcome that the husband was made for, that was made for the Naziras, the animal will go out Lachuba. Now the Gemara works in the Igadamri, another version, just the opposite way. Mantana, who's the Tana? That if the wife doesn't need the carbon, then there was never a hectish. Amar Fuda Rebuda. Now we go the opposite. It's only Rebuda. And the understanding is yes, there's a Shiwood, but only in the eventual outcome that she needs it, but not if she wouldn't need it. The Rabbanon, because if you'd be going like the Rabbanon, then Loma Shabbat Laklau. The husband has no obligation. He doesn't have to supply her with Karbanon. So, meaning, how the Chlal is she consecrating his animals? The only way you can make sense of it, according to Rabbanon, he doesn't have to supply her. So, what's the case? She's consecrating his animal. Must be. He gave her the right. Stop. He willingly said to her, you know what? I love you. You're my wife. You have a Chiyav. Take, go take an animal, and it's, all, it's yours to do whatever you want. So, so that must be the case. Once he did that, so then it becomes totally unequivocally hers. And even if he's even if he is made for her, her Naziras, there's no reason for it to be go lachulin. So now in the Eidolishan, the, the, the Ikad Amr here, the Gemara is thinking about it in the exact opposite way. The Mishnah is only good like Rebuda. According to Rebuda, he has to supply her. But on the other hand, there's a limitation to the obligation that it's only in the eventual outcome that she needs it. Very good. If she doesn't need it, then it's Yosu lachulin. But if we go like the Rabbanon, he doesn't have to support her. He have to give her the animal. Elamai, how did it come to be that she's consecrating his animal? The terrorists must be, he willingly gave her a gift. He willingly said, you know what, go take the animal, do whatever you want with it. Very good, it's yours for, for what you need. So then once that's the scenario, so it's, it's done, it's her animal. Just like when it's her animal, the Mishnah says it doesn't yosel lachulim. So, so to here, shouldn't be yosel lachulim. So now in this interpretation, the Mishnah is only Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Amar, you could say the Mishnah is like the Rabbanon as well. We could say, even though the husband did give it as a gift, he wasn't obligated, there was no sheep, but he was giving it away willingly. But he only gave it to her for something that she would need. But most of the for something that needed, he never gave her the rights. So, meaning, he didn't stop say, take the gift. He take it as a gift. He made a conditional thing. He basically said, I'm giving it to you. You could use it as your carbon, but only if eventually you need to bring it. So, either way, we come out. If it was the husband's animal, whether it was a Sheba he had to give her or a gift that he gave her, it's conditional on the basis that she's going to need it. If she's not going to need it, then it was never hers to consecrate, therefore it's Yetzalachu. That is if it's his animal. If it's her animal, that's where we get that whole mess that the actors doesn't come off. Now we continue further to analyze. Inshallah, said if the animal was hers, the Chathas dies, the Ola is offered. So how does a woman have property? Ha'amrit, you have said, learned, Whatever a wife owns belongs to her husband. So in other words, even if she owns something, 
there's always at least rights. There's always, you know, even nuts in the love or something like that. There's always the parents are always eaten by the husband. So if it's always somewhat the husband's, so how does she have the right to go ahead and consecrate property that will, uh, that will push him away? So Amir Papa, the cases she saved up from being cheap with her dough. What does that mean? Meaning to say here that a husband supplied her with the money or the food to eat and she ate less than a regular person. She doesn't have to return that to her husband. He gave her the mizonas. He gave it to her. So therefore, she saved up little by little. And those things, the husband has no rights on. The husband has rights to her property, the nofsimalug, to eat the parents. But if he fed her, and now there's a little bit of leftover uh, food, that's completely hers. So she saved up, and then she bought the animal. If I say, Mama, you can answer. Dr. Lach or somebody else gave her the gift. He said, I'm not ashamed of the Bible, but I'm only giving it to you as a gift, on condition your husband will have no right. So you could do that. Even though a regular gift that she'll have will come to her, she'll own it, and now the parents will go to her husband. But if someone gave it to her on condition that her husband wouldn't have the rights, so then, you know, that would, that would work. It would only belong to her. Says the Gemara, we said the animal is an Ola, is an Ola, the Shlomim is brought, as we said, it's brought, it's kind of like a Nazar Shlomim, kind of not. There's no bread, but it's only eaten for a day. Until you explain it to me. Explain what to me? So from the Gemara's answer, you could see, the Gemara doesn't tell you the question, but you could see that he wanted to know different examples of a Nazir's ram, the Nazir Shlamim, the, the Isle of the Shlamim that's brought without bread. Normally it's brought, it's brought with bread, right? When Nazir brings the, the El Ashlam with bread. What are the various scenarios that we can think of where the El Ashlamim is brought without bread? So Avua answered, we have one case, shalom, one case, his, shalom, one case, her, shalom, a case of after death, shalom, a case of after atonement. So the Gemara is going to go through these cases, what these cases are. Shalom, the case of her, shalom, that's our case. The woman designated her own animal as her Naziris. The husband then was made for the nether. So we say that the, the, the shalom is carved as a shalom, but without bread. Shalom, what's, what's the case that we're calling to as his? It's not said in the Mishnah, Yishma, there's been open answer. It's a halacha, very interesting halacha, we'll learn about this later that a father can make his son into a Nazir. A woman may not make her son into a Nazir. We're going to see, we'll learn about it. But, but there's a din that a father can make his son into a Nazir. What happened, however, the son immediately, he refuses, he's upset about it, he shaves his head right away, or other, his relatives do, so they're mocha. The son protests, you know, verbally, or the relatives protest. So what, very interesting, that blocks the Nazirs from taking effect. Now, normally there's no such thing. If you're a Nazir and you shave your head, you're still a Nazir. It doesn't stop your Nazirs. But here, this halacha, when the father is making his minor son a Nazir, yes, it's true, the Nazirs restriction applies, but, but if the relatives are, are immediately protesting, we'll learn about that, then the Nazirs is not in effect. So what happens if there is a, there is a termination to the Nazirs, but the father had already set aside money for the Karbanos? Holo mos tumim. If he had mos, which were unspecified, meaning he just said that these pile of courts eventually will be used for the carbonos of my son, not the Nazir, but he doesn't specify which one's the chathos, which one's the olam, which one's the shaman. You're blowing it up. So they go to the communal font. Remember, that's what you bring. Whenever the mezbeach is not in use, there's an adava font. Mos were for Russian, but if he specified the funds, so then to make chathos, the money that was specified for the chathos, that goes to the Dead Sea. Chathos gets, that's not necessary to be used is Thomas, so to the money. To me, Ola, you view Ola. The money for the Ola, you bring a voluntary Ola, Molan, Behem, and there's Me'ila. Just like an carbon Ola has Me'ila, so too the money specified for an Ola has Me'ila. To me, Shlomim, you view Shlomim. The money set aside for the Shlomim is brought as a voluntary Shlomim. But again, 
it's not actually being used for a Nazir because the, the Nazir of the son was terminated by the protest that his family made. So therefore, yes, it's only eaten for one day, like in El Shlamim, the Nazir's, the, 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 the Nazir's El Shlamim, but it does not require bread. So that's the second case of where I have a, a Shlamim being brought for a Nazir, but there's no bread. The answer is where a father um, designated money for his son's Nazirahs and the Nazirahs was terminated by the protest of his family. What's the case of after death? Someone set aside money for his Naziros. As soon as he did that, there's no me'ila, but you can't benefit from them. In other words, this is the 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 uh, the most human scenario. From all these things could come a shlamim. What do we mean to say? What we mean to say is, if you just have a pile of money, even though from here will come an ola, achatas, and a shlamim. So two of the three carbonos have me'ila. So why don't you say that there's me'ila now? The answer is because you don't know what the money will go to, right? The money could, could be used to, for Shlamim. It was sasim, it wasn't specified. So therefore, Shlamim doesn't have Mi'ilah. So the Ma'astumim don't have Mi'ilah. Maze, what happens if the person dies, right? Well, Ma'astumim, he has these Ma'astumim, you have Dava, they go Luna Dava again. Ma'astumim that aren't being used go to the special fund of communal carbonos. However, Ma'astumim for Rashi, he had the specified funds and then the Nazir died. So the Nazir dies, he doesn't need carbonos, he's dead. But on the other hand, the money is here. So what do we do? The money for the chataz is taken to the yamamalach. There's no meila because it's it's thomas. The money for the ola they bring us an ola and there is meila. The money for the shlamin they use as seen for one day it doesn't require bread. So it's interesting who exactly brings it. Right, the person's dead. So is it possibly like it's it's, it's perhaps it's yarshim? Maybe maybe we're bringing these kavanos. In other words, you have a nazir who designated the money for the chataz ola shlamin and then he dies. And we're saying here that, 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 that the money should be used to buy the kavanos, that they were the voluntary ones of Ola and the voluntary ones of Shlamim. But in this scenario, there's no bread because the is not being brought for a Nazar. And then what's the last one? Shlachar Kapar for was after atonement. So the case of after atonement would be, let's say a person designated, um, I don't know, money or, or an animal to be his Nazar's carbon, but then he lost it. And then his term is up. So he, he wants to bring the kavanos, but he lost the one he originally consecrated. So what's the din? You bring another one. Right, you go get another one. Then let's say afterwards you find the original one that you lost. So it's Aktish is still there. You are Maktish's animal to be used as a, as, a, as a shlam. So what do you do with it? So it's brought as a shlam. But it doesn't require bread. How do we know? That's very, it's logical. What's the reason that the shlam brought after the death of the Nazar doesn't have bread? So Because the is not atoning because the Nazar passed away. So it's not since it's not use, being used in the function of atonement for the Nazir, so therefore there's no bread. So the same thing with the shaman that was lost and found after another one was brought. You have the same svar. It's not fit for atonement. The Nazir already was Yosei Hizkiyah with the other one. So therefore, there's no need for this one. If there's no need for this one, even if it's brought as a shlamim, it makes sense that there's no bread. Okay, those are the four shlamims that are brought for the carbon of a Nazir, only eaten for one day, but do not require bread. His, that's, uh, that's the case of the son. He's making the Nazir for the son and then the family protested. Hers, the case of the woman who set aside the carbonos and the husband was made for her. And we have the case of the Akhar Misa. The Nazir designated the carbon, then he died. And the Akhar Kapar, where he designated it, but uh, was lost and he got atonement through another one and then he finds the original one. Fracting Marva too late. There are no more cases of a Nazir's ram that's brought without bread. There is one. It says, What happens? with other shlom carbonos of a nazir that were shechted incorrectly, not in the way that the mitzvah was done. So here's a little akadama you need to know. When a person shechts a carbon, they're meant to shecht it with the right sake, with the right thought, the right intent. 
But if you shecht a carbon shalolishma, it's interesting, you know, what is shalolishma? It's like the weirdest thought, right? You bring a shlamim and you think it should be l'shem ola. It doesn't mean you have a mistake and you think it is an ola. That's a kamar menachos. If you stop have a mistake about what it is, it could be that the whole thought that you have is just a mistake. That's not our case. When we talk about in Kachin, that you shecht a carbon shalolishma, we mean you're aware of what it is. But you're, you're shechting it with the intent of a different offering. Why would you do that, right? It's like a... It's, a very, it's almost like a bizarre thought for the Kohen to have. But Akopanim, that is the halacha then, that it doesn't count. It's very interesting. If you have the Kohen has the wrong thought, Shalol on the Shlita, so it doesn't count. But the carbon is not possible. It's a fascinating thing. Uh, the halacha is a few, most, this is all by most carbons. There's a few exceptions always. Pesach, Chatas, maybe Shalol is no good. But, 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 but besides for those, for, those, for those exceptions, when you shek shalolishma, the carbon is still valid. It can be brought in his bath, the blood is thrown, you can eat the meat, just it doesn't count for the chiyah. So let's say you have a shlamim here, that we're talking about a nazir is bringing his shlam. And everything's good. Problem is, the Kohen thought shalolishma in the shkita. He thought l'shem, I don't know, l'shem ola. So the, practically, it's not going to count. He's going to have to bring another shlamim. But l'may says kosher. It can be offered on his bath. But it doesn't count for the phylum towards our obligations. What do I do with the meat? That's the Nazir's carbon. So it's only in for one day. It's not eaten for one, but it doesn't have the bread. It doesn't have the bread that's eaten. So this is another one. But what, what's another thing? It doesn't have the Zeroa. The Zeroa is, 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 is a unique halacha here that the, the Zeroa is the right foreleg of the Nazir Shlamin. So normally what happened would be is it would. Um, it was, uh, it, it's given to the Kohen, it's unique halacha, and there's tenufa, it's waived. So we're saying it doesn't have that unique process. We'll learn about the unique thing that we do with this roa of the carbon nazar in the future, but we're saying this one not, because it's not counting for his chiyav. So it's fascinating, because it's a kosher carbon. But if it's not counting for his chiyav, then it's just like kosher as a regular shlom. So frag the Gemara, that's a fifth one. It's another example of a carbon Nazir Shlamim, which doesn't require bread. What's the case? Where was Shaft Shalolishma? So why didn't Avua list a fifth scenario of a carbon shlamim that didn't require bread? So the more answers came in Svasa and Kachasha. We're only talking about when it was done correctly. Shalokim Svasa and Kachasha. We're not talking about a carbon that was done incorrectly. Meaning in a Hanami. If I do it incorrectly, I could have that fifth one also. That wasn't part of the list. We were only listing cases where it went correctly. But you're right. That is the law. Shalom is kosher. The meat will be eaten, but there will not be um, any bread which will accompany the carbon.